the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super glad to have y'all rolling along with me on uh, this Taco Tuesday edition. You know who I'm super glad to have with me. He's been with me for a few days. Now he's back. He may be begging me. I don't know. He may be begging to stick around even beyond tonight. He may be begging to give up the new management gig he's got at Salem and go back to being uh, the co-ho of the Andrea K show. I'm talking about our good friend, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yeah! <laughs> That's how I feel about that. Come on now. <laughs> <Yeah>! <laughs> I do have fun You're running so the show. Mean. I do love running the show. It is it is fun. I miss it. Then we have fun. Yeah. Lots of fun. <laughs> All right. Speaking of fun, I didn't even check you were going to watch the game last night. Who won? It was a surprising ending. Uh, Tampa Bay won. Tampa yeah. Bay, Johnny Menzel. Uh, really? Took, took out the Eagles, which the Eagles I were so hot in the beginning of the season. Yeah. But, uh, you know, a couple of people said, you know what, they, they're really good, but they did lose to some bad teams like the uh, Arizona Cardinals. And so, you know, if you're that great of a team, you're not going to lose to a team like the Cardinals. So, you know, the Tampa Bay came out, and I, I've got to give Manziel props, Johnny Manziel, who I don't really like. Um, I didn't even know he was back. When did yeah, he even well, he, get he, he re, left, you he know? Got, he got uh, let go by Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, oh, yeah. I think he was on another team for before landing on Tampa Bay. And I, I believe he was in there as like second stream possibly and then stepped up after someone got injured. He just he's just got a big head, big ego. Yes, yes. So but no, they stepped up. It was a it was an entertaining game. Hmm, I'm kinda bummed now. See? See, I'm getting sucked back in. Yeah, it is. It, it's hard not to. Yeah. It's really hard not to. When you when you develop a love for the NFL, it's hard to give it up because it's truly exciting and interesting in a way that baseball never could be for me. I get that there's strategy in baseball, but it's just not the same for me. Um, oh, by the way, I didn't – if y'all missed last hour, uh, I had for two segments the last half of the uh, – of the first half of the show was about the Iowa caucuses. And then we had Mel Kay from the Mel Kay Show on to talk about Davos and what's going on there in uh, at uh, the World Economic Forum annual meeting. Great segments. You're definitely – if you missed any part of it – uh, download the podcast wherever you get your pods. I forgot to ask her about all these reports. Okay, while while they are over there, around the world in Davos, Switzerland, they all by by the way they're over there. This World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab, their whole plan is the, under the Great Reset is that uh, uh, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. Okay, ultimately it's about one world government, and that government is communist. That's the plan. And you're going to own nothing and be happy is literally what they've said. 
And there's lots of different plans that they have for us, including these things like called 15-minute cities where everybody will live in this little area. Everything will, will be within 15 minutes of walking to you. There'll be a grocery store with the government controlling the food supply. There'll be an Amazon warehouse. There'll be a drug store. There'll be your medical. And you will go up to the register with your digital ID and you won't be able to buy anything if you don't have a proper credit score, right? So under the guise of taking care of us, and doing good for us. You're going to own nothing. You're not going to own a car. You're, it's, it's going to be, think the projects outside of New Orleans or uh, the government housing in the USSR. Meanwhile, they're over there having fun from magic mushrooms to um, all kinds of the Wagyu beef and all kinds of caviar and the yummiest food. Because while you're going to be eating bugs and butter made out of larvae, um, down the road, they ain't going to be giving up their yummy food, y'all. You're going to be eating lab-grown chicken smothered in larva instead of butter while they're eating the Wagyu beef. On top of it, uh, the Daily Mail is reporting that sex workers are fully booked at Davos. Mm-hmm. There's a local escort service website that officially announced this. All local service providers are completely booked during World Economic Forum Week. Okay. <laughs> All service providers, is that what we're calling in now? <laughs> I guess you, mm, it is servicing someone. Um, but, <laughs> Um, but I just love how the left loves to sanitize the fact that, you know, this is the party that pretends to care about women. And yet they're san- there's no such thing as a sex worker. Okay. These are not people that are coming to the hotel to do hair and makeup. These are not people coming to the hotel to, uh, you know, uh, darn, you know, to uh, sew up a suit that has been torn. These are not people coming to, you know, do some kind of special culinary thing. In the, at, no, these are women, could be men too. These are humans that are being bought for sex. It's exploitation of humans at their worst. And we don't even know the ages. These could be underage people. And these are the people that are going to be in charge of the world if we don't do something to stop it. And the left likes to act as though it's a victimless crime, uh, that these are these, you know, you think about the evil that is involved in a party trying to minimize women's or, or men selling their bodies for sex. I don't know about men. But I know as women, this whole character of Samantha on Sex in the City, who just never gets emotionally attached, she runs around having sex. I mean, there was she, there was one episode to where she's literally in the middle of a, of a yoga class and she's going to one strange guy, want to have sex. She's going to another strange men she didn't even know. And, you know, I don't know. I have never known a woman in my life that was like that. Women are not wired to have indiscriminate sex without feelings and without emotions. And when a woman devalues herself so much to where she's willing to give her body to a man for money, there's self-hatred involved, complete self-hatred. 
you can't do that and love yourself. And this, this is, and, and, and to the, to this date right now, Donald Trump is looking at like 700 years and not one man, not one has been prosecuted for having sex with minors on Epstein's pedo Island. Not one. In fact, uh, the, the Bordello, we, we, nobody's even, we need to do a follow-up. What happened to the, the brothels in Boston and the brothels outside D.C. that they recently discovered that were visited by military higher-ups, uh, elected officials? Yeah, we don't even know the ages of those. This is not a victimless crime. It's sad. We, we shouldn't be shaming women that it, we need to be helping these women. We need to be helping any woman that has been. And we also don't know how many of these women were trafficked. We don't know how many of these women are under, uh, are under the control of somebody who's pimping them out and have no way to escape. And we have, and uh, we, and right now, secretary Blinken's over there. Zelensky's there and and, and uh, Antony Blinken was meeting with Zelensky. In fact, Zelensky gave a speech today saying the world just really needs to all step up and stop Putin. No, man, Zelensky needs to be stopped. We need to stop giving money. Did y'all know that an American journalist was killed in Ukraine because he spoke out against Zelensky? That's who we're funding. Speaking of the military, we're going to take a break and we come back. We have an update for you, sort of, on some missing U.S. Navy SEALs. Stay tuned. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You know, as the daughter of two Marines, one thing that I've talked to y'all a lot about is how concerned I am about and how devastated I am really about what's happened to our U.S. military. There was a time in which our DOD was the one department that was kind of impervious to so much of politics, right? Uh, they have their own, you know, justice code, um, they have their, their own morality code and ethics code. It's like, and, and as somebody that grew up in that, uh, you know, it is its own, it's almost like its own government in a way. And it's, it's definitely its own culture and to see it completely politicized and destroyed, um, you know, especially, and it started getting ramped up under the Obama administration in which he purged so many of the hardcore old school patent style, you know, dudes, right. They were all about um, defending the U S constitution and military strategy and just wanting to go and kill the bad guys on behalf of the United States. Right. Um, into, you know, where we ended up with mad dog Mattis and rules of engagement in Iraq. We had no mission for what a win looked like. Our rules of engagement left our, our servicemen and women literally as sitting ducks. I mean, just despicable. Then you add in the diversity, equity, inclusion, where now we're literally using drag queens for recruitment. I mean, it, it, it makes you wonder how anybody, anybody could stand being in the U.S. military right now. And, and, and then you add in 
because this is an all volunteer force. And when you join, you think of the trust that you have to be putting into the commander in chief and into the Department of Defense and into the Pentagon. You the trust you have to place in them. And do you guys think that this is this is I, I my godson is right now in pilot training in Pensacola, Florida, and I'm scared to death. Scared to death. And I think with good reason, because for many reasons, actually, just yesterday, the Secretary of Defense got out of the hospital after weeks of being in there and not even telling anybody. For months, he had late stage prostate cancer and didn't tell anybody. And then he went off and was in intensive care and nobody knew while his secretary was out on vacation. And that was around the time where we the Biden administration, the United States of America, without congressional approval, which is what is constitutionally required, launched a war, basically, against Yemen and started dropping bombs on the Houthis. While we're in the middle of a proxy war with Ukraine. Lo and behold, now we have two U.S. Navy SEALs that are missing in the Gulf of Aden off of Somalia, they were on a mission to board something called the Dow that led to um, the seizure of Iranian-made ballistic and cruise missile components headed uh, to Houthi militants. This is according to U.S. Central Command. This was a risky nighttime mission last Thursday uh, to board the Dow in rough waters. Um, one of the SEALs fell into the water, and the second SEAL, following protocol, jumped in the water to rescue, rescue his teammate. <clears throat> Uh, search and rescue missions for the two SEALs are continuing, and we have a clip of what uh, Kirby, spokes for uh, state, had to say, or spokes for NSC had to say. Uh, Carrot Sticks, if you can play the clip. I don't have an update for you on the, the, the search efforts uh, for those, uh, uh, those two Navy sailors that are in the water. Uh, as I understand it this morning, I, and I did check in with the Pentagon on this, um, that search is ongoing, but... What that looks like, how much longer, I, I really, that's a question better put to the, to, uh, to, uh, the Defense Department. Uh, our thoughts and prayers are with those two sailors and their families who are waiting anxiously for word. Um, and uh, obviously, we'll, we'll monitor as closely as we can. I mean, he sounds like he's given an update on the, everybody's lunch order. This is outrageous. According to uh, Central Command, these um, the, for years, the U.S. Navy has intercepted these dows, which is, I, I guess, like a, a small fishing or cargo vessel um, believed to be carrying Iranian-made weapons to the, to the Houthis. So these like small fishing boats, I guess, are used uh, as transport vessels uh, for the Houthi rebels. And by the way, they're still, this Biden administration is still refusing to call the Houthis to declare them a terror organization. And we have two missing U.S. Navy SEALs. And let me tell you, the Navy SEALs used to be the baddest of the bad. I don't know anymore. For all I know, the hell week that usually takes place uh, not far from here off of Coronado um, is now that, you know, they've now, you know, it's turned, they're doing drag shows. I don't even know what they're doing anymore. I don't know. I don't know that the training for Navy SEALs is, is what it used to be. They might not be trained to be able to, I mean, I, I find it shocking that Navy SEALs fell into the water and they haven't been rescued or come to shore yet. We're talking Navy SEALs here. 
How, how could they, how could they be missing? It's astounding to me. Absolutely astounding. I have so many questions. And of course, we're not going to get, we're not going to get uh, the, uh, the answers. They fell into the water from where? From what? Were they not, were they not in gear? Do they, we know they have, G, their, their gear includes GPS. I mean, I don't even know, I, I don't even know how this could possibly happen. We are so absolutely sloppy as a military. This is what happens with, and I don't know, I don't know the ins and outs of, of, of this mission here and how things went. But when you're, when you have now changed the mission of the military about diversity, equity, and inclusion, instead of what it needs to be, which is making sure that you've dotted every I and crossed every T in terms of military missions, people die. People die. Prayers for these two brave heroes, prayers for their families. And at this time right now in 2024, we are officially into an election season. Uh, We have one of the main things Trump needs to start talking about, a restoration of the military. Particularly, Trump needs to be talking about the deep state and the report from NBC News yesterday, I believe it was, on uh, this deep state faction of intelligence officials, of um, high, you know, political officials that are all working with a plan to basically remove the military from civilian control. That shouldn't, if we had the military that we used to have, that couldn't even be considered at this point. That's how concerned I am for how far our military has gone from being a fighting machine that can, can, they can't even pull off a simple mission. Navy SEALs of get Navy SEALs can't pull off a mission involving water. That's why they're called SEALs. The hell week involves the ocean. And at a time when we are approaching World War III, it's incredibly frightening to me. Carrot Sticks, do you have any family in the military? Do. I have a cousin that's in the Marines. Oh, Semper Fi. Is he stationed here? Yeah. um, He was in North Carolina. Unfortunately, his dad is real sick. And they were able to restation him here so he could spend time with his father. So I thought that was. Well, that's excellent. That was pretty cool. So if if he was in North Carolina, he was at Lejeune, Um, which is where I was born. That's the brain base out there? Yeah. He does, uh, he loads uh, uh, artillery uh, missiles onto, onto helicopters. That's, well, good. That's what, you know, case. look, whatever, whatever the, whatever Marines do, I'm all for it. Whatever they're, whatever they're doing, it's helping this country and except if they're doing drag. And let me tell you, I've never seen, the one thing we haven't been seeing is I ain't seen the Marines doing this drag business. I've seen it with, with uh, the Navy. Have you seen no one of the Marines? No, not the Marines. Show me a jarhead. I'm putting it out there to the listeners in the Andrew K show. Show me a jarhead in drag, okay? Because I ain't seen one yet. Show me a Marine with a high and tight in drag, <laughs> okay? You know what a high and tight is? Yeah, the haircut. Yeah, the haircut. <laughs> show me a Marine in a high and tight. Speaking of the seals, now I'm flat. I just flashed for what? Did you ever see that horrible movie with Demi Moore? G.I. Jane? Jane. Oh, I loved it. I thought it was <laughs> great. Oh, I loved it. 
<laughs> Ring the bell if you want to give up. Uh, that was well, good. of course you loved it because Demi Moore, even without hair, is stunning. Okay, oh, she's yeah. gorgeous. She had like 0% I mean, body fat during that movie. Oh, my gosh. She's just... Yeah, totally, totally gorgeous woman, phenomenal body, and it, totally buff. Uh, but I mean, the you didn't think it was like really stupid. I mean, come on, eh, a little bit. I don't see. I don't want to see women trying to be men. Okay, I don't want to see that. Do you not think that that was like in the early stages of trying to push this? Yeah, non-binary or this gender business. Well, I think that was probably right in the. Right in the beginning of them trying to uh, allow women on the uh, yes battlefield. Yeah. And let me tell y'all, they have relaxed. Initially, it starts out because this is the way it always works. Oh, you know what? If women, women can be in combat as long as they can, you know, um, um, pass all of the physical requirements. And then sure enough, when that didn't happen, they just started lessening the physical requirements. Is that the kind of thing that's happened with these Navy SEALs? Navy SEALs falling into water is their job, carrot sticks. That's their job, man. It's surprising. I know, like, they even teach them how to make inflatables out of their pants. Yeah. You know, if you're on the ocean, you can tie the end of your pants up and kind of make, like, an inflatable thing. So it is very surprising. Yeah. It's shocking to me. And and nobody's really talking about this story. Have you even heard anybody really talking about it? No, not, not the mainstream media. No. Definitely not. No. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, more Andrea K. Show, and you're not going to want to miss it. Email me at andreakshow.com. Challenge for y'all. You seen any Marines? The few, what, what is it? The few, the proud, the Marines in doing any of this drag show business? I want to hear from you. Andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away. K, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I was just telling uh, Carrot Sticks, I am so sore today. Can somebody help me to understand why I'm more sore right now in the evening than I was this morning from my workout yesterday? Carrot Sticks, do you understand this? You work out a lot. We've got a gym at the in the building where the station is. Yeah, I, I think it's just your muscles are recovering. It it sometimes. But why am take... I more sore? Should, how could I be more sore tonight though than this morning from yesterday's workout? Shouldn't I have been more sore this morning? And then as I'm walking around during the day and moving around, that things loosen up. Well, you would think, but I think that what it is is that in the morning you're not moving around, so you don't feel. Oh, oh, my calves, you know, or whatnot. So I think as the day goes on, the soreness from your workout starts showing up as you're using your body. That's okay. my that's my theory. Well, I'm just not happy with my body right now. <laughs> this may see this is what this is the trap I get into because it's like I'll go, I'll I'll miss my workout for a couple of weeks. And then I do a workout and then I'm like, oh, I don't want to work out. But then I really get into it and I go too hard. Yeah. And then the next day I'm like, I can't walk. And then I, then I don't want to work out again. Yeah, that's what happens. You got to find a kind of happy medium there. Kind of start yeah. off. Don't, don't get too crazy when you first start off. 
and, you know, kind of set a goal, mm-hmm. go, okay, I'm going to do, mm-hmm. if you haven't been to the gym in a year, you can't, you don't want to, oh, I'm going to go two hours and I'm going to mm-hmm. knock this out. No, you want to do maybe 30 minutes and then ramp it up, you know, 10 minutes every, each day or each time you work out. But I, I, I do the same thing. I, you know, I try to make up for a whole year in a week. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't eat. I, I work out two hours. I do intermittent fasting. I try to do it all. And then, uh, then I get injured or I get tired or mm-hmm. something. And then I don't. But, uh, yeah. you know, the when I was in wrestling, you know, the quickest way to lose weight? What? Put on a trash bag. Put a trash what? bag. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Talking you, about put you, on you, a trash bag. You put a tra- what are you talking about? It, yeah, you put a trash bag on and then you exercise and you sweat so much. You, you really do sweat a lot more. So a lot of thankfully for me, I the, I wrestled in one. My weight class was one eighty nines, and I weighed like one eighty five. So I never really had a cut weight. But there were some guys that would shave their head and, you know, do all fast and all stuff. And then the coach would say, yeah, put a trash bag on and take some laps and you really start sweating. So the, the only thing is that sometimes I, you know, he, he would still have me do it because everyone else was doing it. So I'd put the trash bag on and then I'd leave practice. So all you, all you boys were running around in trash bags. With trash bags. Yeah. Underneath our clothes. <laughs> But then I'm in the car. How did you do it? Did you put leg holes and pull it up from the feet or did you pull it over well, you with mainly, like a hole for it, your it's head? It's mainly the top, like a poncho, like a trash bag poncho. Oh, like a poncho. Yeah. Okay. And, and so, but the thing is, you know, I'm driving, I'm driving home and, uh, you know, happen to pass a Krispy Kreme <laughs> and they got that light on that says hot now. It doesn't say hot later. It says hot now. And like a moth to a light bulb, I just, so here I am at the drive-thru at uh, Krispy Kreme ordering donuts with a trash bag underneath my clothes. And I kept it on as I ate the donuts thinking, well, maybe this will work off some of the sprinkles or something. So, but rest, wrestling was kind of tough. I, had, I've played, I, played, I wrestled, I did karate. Um, wow. and I would, and now you ride it. Now you ride a 25 foot long bike, right? I, I, well, 16 footer is my big one. Uh, the night, uh, AKA night train. My other bike's okay. a little, little shorter. We, we rode around Coronado last weekend, but, uh, that's oh, a little bit of a, yeah, it's a little bit of a workout. Oh, I love, yeah. Coronado is a great place to ride bikes because for the most part, it's real flat. So I, yeah. I like it out there, but we didn't, well, yeah, I was not wearing a trash bag. I was not wearing yeah, a trash I, I bag. I don't know underneath. how you go uphill in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when it's really uphill, I, I grab onto uphill. one of my friends on an e an e bike. I grab uh, I grab I grab oh, onto their that's bike. Cheating. That's cheating. Well, if it's it's if it's really hard, like the bridge going on a uh, mission e-bike. south on uh, Mission Bay Drive, or that's uh, cheating doing it. Yeah, it is a little bit cheating, but it's hard. Oh, yeah. It's kind of hard. Yeah. My bike's like eighty yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, stretch cruiser. It's not made for speed. Just yeah. like me, it's slow and steady, baby. No, it's, yeah, so, ooh, slow and steady. Did you? That's the that's the sticks, man. There you go. Did I? Did, did you I do what? sports? All in, right, I, in high school, I played tennis, but not like we didn't have a tennis team in my school. So, and I couldn't stand basketball. It was never, yeah, and so, and I was never interested. And um, I always thought like softball 
was so stupid. I mean, I couldn't understand why girls had to throw an underhanded pitch. Well, you know, never, that never made sense in, to me. In the beginning, it's one thing to separate, yeah, separate the girls from the boys, but why do the girls have to? My hands are small, so there's no way I couldn't handle like the big old softball. It was way too big. I just, and I was, it never made sense to me. Can somebody email me, andreakshow.com. Why do girls, if you want to have girls, why shouldn't there be a girls baseball team? Why softball? Oh, that is interesting. But do you know that um, they, when baseball first started, they pitched underhand? What? Yeah. I didn't know that. Is that real? In in the very beginning. Are you punking me? No. Are you punking me, boy? In the very beginning of baseball. They pitched underhand, and it was, and and there was no strikes. There's no. There was, well, then what did they do? How did they, they know? They kept when throwing they, until the, the, until so, until the batter hit it. So batter batters just you know swinging and missing. He and and he just stays there like two three hours till 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 he hits the I ball. Mean, we've had to, I, yeah, I had some neighborhood games with some kids that just you know would have never connected the ball with the bat. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then sometimes they would sit there and just let the guy throw it like four or five times just to see like how his throws were. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but I, I don't. I'm not sure. I'm buying that baseball had underhand pitches, but I never. So in high school, I always thought girls looked stupid. I, I never understood the softball thing. So no, I didn't play any of that. So, mm. and we didn't have you know, lacrosse and stuff like that at Slido High. Okay, we didn't have soccer at Slido High. All right. We had girls softball. We didn't have volleyball at Slide Ohio. We had it during PE class and we had a yeah. lot of fun, but we didn't have like a volleyball team. There were, we didn't have swimming. We didn't have diving. Okay. Well, I now, mean, you it, know, a lot of schools have rugby. We didn't have that either. Rugby's a new one. Um, they're starting to get, they're starting to make, make it hard for high schools to get insurance for football because of the concussions yeah. and all this stuff going on. So yeah. now some of the schools ha- are going to into rugby and rugby. They don't have the problem. They still have injuries, but they don't have the concussions because players don't use their heads as a weapon or spear. They don't spearhead, you know. With, yeah. Using, but you know, rugby so. is never going to be the, the game that football is. No. So, all righty. We're going to take a break though. When we come back. We're going to switch gears. I just, I needed a break from all the serious politics business and, and I needed to vent a little bit about my, my poor aching quad muscles, but we're going to take a tiny little break and then we will be right back at you. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast, email me at andreakshow.com and come on back in just a, in just a second or two. Put a trash bag on. (laughs) All right, right, I'm going to go do do my... uh, Yeah. All right, I'll be back shortly. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. (laughs) I'm giggling, y'all, because I look over at Breitbart and I see the headline that says, Never Trumper says Donald desires own his own mercenary force. He wants a Wagner group like Putin's. This is a real story. (laughs) Uh, The Never Trumpers are never going to end. They are so hysterical. What this should tell you is how absolutely right on 
Donald Trump is, they would not be. Remember back when the DeSantis people were telling you when Ron DeSantis first came in that they were going after Trump with all of these indictments because Trump was the one that they, because they knew that that would have everybody support Trump more and they wanted to run against Trump. That's a bunch of hooey. They're doing you are fake news. Yes. Thank you. That's all fake news because they would, they're doing this because he's the only one they fear. And why would he be the only one they fear for everything I've already told you? Nikki Haley is obvious. It's not even, it's so obvious. It's blatant that she's a Democrat running as a Republican. And DeSantis has been on the side of the deep state from the beginning. And, um, and it's just, it's laughable at this point, even more laughable though is this ad? I wish I I wish that I was I had an on camera element. It's something we definitely need to do. But I want to play this clip of a new ad that they've launched. Evidently, right now they are running Joe Biden as president. They are running. Okay, I don't know if this is serious or if they know that this is all a game and it's all theater and performative, and they're going to drop Michelle in in the you know in the eleventh hour. Some excuse is going to happen. Hunter Biden has agreed to, to come in uh, for a sit-down deposition. It could be nothing but a game right now because they know that the goods are coming out on the Biden crime family and the treason he committed and selling off the government, and they're going to drop Michelle in in the last minute. But Barack Obama and Joe Biden are running an ad together, and I want you guys to listen to it. Our democracy depends on you. It really does, folks. That's no joke. That's why we need you. We need your help to ensure Joe's leadership continues to guide us forward. We know the other side won't rest, so we can't either. Your donation will help give Joe and Kamala's campaign the resources it needs. Let's make history again. Chip in now. Let's secure a brighter future together. Hey, <laughs> What? I'm not even sure what he says a there. Butter future? A butter future? I think he was trying to say chip in now or let's chip. I, I You know, by Obama, you can clearly understand what he's saying. And let me tell y'all, if you've ever, I've shot commercials and I absolutely hate it because, um, you know, the take retake, they, they set up the camera here and then you got to do 40, 50 different versions of it to even get one take that they like, even when you can speak properly, it's just, it's just so tedious. I that mean, was that the probably, best, that was the best that, take. Thank you. That was exactly <laughs> my point because aye, aye, aye. that was hours and hours and hours to get that as the best take. I haven't seen the and commercial. Have you seen it? It's terrible. Are, I, I, are they? I, yeah, I saw it. Are they in the same room together or is it just like B-roll? weird. I'm glad you asked that because it actually looked kind of weird that, that Obama's standing straight towards the, the, the camera. And I think Biden is kind of at a weird angle. It's almost as though they could have used some Hollywood magic to put them in the same room, even though they're not. Because if you listen to the speech, it, it almost, you know, like when there's musical recordings, duets, they're, they're not in the studio together a lot of times. <clears throat> in fact, they're, they're not only not singing together, but they're even there on different days. And it almost has that feel to it. Like Obama says his line and then there's like a weird pause and then Biden says his line. I don't know. It's just it's just strange. I, yeah, I don't it's think that, I don't think they were in the same room because when Biden talks, there's some ambient sound. 
that you don't hear when Obama. Oh, can speaking. you play it again? I didn't yeah. pick that up. Play it again. Yeah. Our democracy depends on you. It really does, folks. That's no joke. That's why we need you. We need your help to ensure Joe's leadership continues to guide us forward. We know the other side won't rest, so we can't either. Your donation will help give Joe and Kamala's campaign the resources it needs. Let's make history again. Chip in now. Let's secure a brighter future together. Do you hear it? Yeah, I did. Especially in the second time he talks. Especially, yeah, in the second time he talks. Yeah, something really sketchy is going on there. And that's the best they could do. I don't know if they're in the same room and they're using some kind of, you're the audio guy. I mean, is there some type of... Well, you don't do video audio, um, but I'm wondering if there's some kind of, I should check with my nephew because he does movie and, and TV audio. But And I don't know that it matters that much, except that if that's the best that they could get out of Joe Biden, and I'm not believing for a second that Obama means a word of it, that money is going to go into the pockets of Michelle Obama's campaign as God is my witness. And I mean this sincerely, I cannot, they are not going to push him as the nominee of the Democrats. Do you believe that they are? No, I can't believe that they would think Mm -mm. he would win. Um, You know, he can't speak. So how how do you put up somebody uh, for an election that can't speak? So I'm, I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be somebody at the last minute, you know, uh, president Biden's going to get injured or something or, but I, I, I'm with you. I think it's going to be Michelle at the last, last second. Yeah. Yeah, it has to. It has to. Um, you know, maybe maybe the thing to do to if we really want the because o- O'Reilly and by the way, he's kind of a has been Bill O'Reilly. Who's talking about Bill O'Reilly anymore? But I mean, he was his comments were that Ron DeSantis is through and is his he ran the word. He's the worst campaigner since Herbert Hoover. And I think that that's true. And I and one thing I do want to say about Ron DeSantis, now that I'm thinking about it, I wasn't going to talk about it anymore. I was going to say that if we really want DeSantis and Haley to rally around Trump, you know, maybe just not giving their campaigns any oxygen and giving, you know, their debate that they had while Trump had the town hall on Fox didn't even get half the eyeballs that the Trump town hall did. But I think what is of import is that Ron DeSantis is absolutely the best governor we've had as a Republican. And I believed in him a lot. And his inability to read the room, his inability to understand the base, his ability to be swayed by a bunch of people that he actually had a chance on his own is disturbing to me. And I don't know him. I know a lot. I know some of his influencers and there's some narcissistic jack wagons and they pushed a whole lot of crap that he went along with, in my opinion. And I just wish, and I think it's too late. And I'm curious if you guys think it is or not. Email me at andreakshow.com. If Ron DeSantis had had been as smart as I think he is, having gone to Ivy League, been a JAG officer, if he had read the room and understood the movement behind Trump that people felt like the Iowa voters were saying over almost 68% of them said that, that um, Joe Biden did not win in 2020. You add that with the fact that the majority of them also feel that the indictments against him are political. 
then why would Ron DeSantis think that he could step in the race when he did and win it all, let alone with attacking Trump? Instead, what the play was always for him to rally behind Trump, go in as the VP. Trump only has one term left ahead of him, and then DeSantis can slide in. Here's my question for you guys. Do you think it's too late for that? Do you think that if DeSantis bowed out, gave a speech of conciliation to Trump, and and worked on Trump's campaign like Vivek Ramaswamy is doing, he went right to New Hampshire, do you think that there's a chance that Ron DeSantis can salvage his his career, his political career, and actually be a good VP and a good president going forward? Do you believe enough in what he's done as a Republican that if he could manage to reconcile with Trump, do you think he should be the VP? Or do you think that he's completely toast and he's completely destroyed his political future? I'm, that's a sincere question that I have because going back to the beginning of this, I said that I would re- my dream ticket now was uh, my dream ticket in 2016 was was President Trump and Ted Cruz on the VP. Ted Cruz went it, it got so nasty and Ted Cruz went went crazy and picked Carly Fiorina's as VP. I mean, he just he, he just went off the rails and he burned too many bridges with Trump. And now, I mean, nobody even talks about Ted Cruz anymore. He's got a stick in the Senate and, you know, he would have been a great AG maybe. Um, do you think that that's the situation, that it's too late for DeSantis to make amends with Trump? My dream ticket for for before DeSantis decided to run was Trump with VP as Ron DeSantis. What do you guys think? Um, and do you even think that the VP pick even matters? I think it only matters when you have a really, really bad VP. You know, like when you have a John McCain. No, not John McCain. Sarah Palin was phenomenal. Um, I, I think Bush 41, his his VP pick was terrible. Do you guys, that's another question for you guys. Do you think it even really matters at this point? I think if you can have a VP you think of the power Dick Cheney had. I think if you can have a VP who truly understands conservatism, who truly understands how the government works, truly is about America first, and truly is prepared to route out and get rid of the deep state and to cut back government and help push through the MAGA agenda, if you truly believe that that person has that kind of power versus being like a Mike Pence or, you know, uh, be a Dick Cheney, but for good. What do you guys think? I think that I think that it could work and it could have been DeSantis. Email me at andrewkshow.com, andrewkshow.com. All right, tomorrow is hump day. We may or may not have DJ Sesame Broccolini back with us. Um, if not, it'll be another night of DJ Carrot Sticks. Isn't that going to be fun, Carrot Sticks? Yeah. Can't get enough thought, of the AK show. I, it's like Jello. I thought you were going to... I, I oh. thought you were going to hit me with another Howard Dean scream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Th- sincerely, thank you for being here, my dude. Appreciate it. And I will wrap with you uh, later. Take it easy. Keep your head on a swivel. Ah! <laughs> 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.